Hello, it's Dana. And Maz, how's it going? Um, that's a... Well, to everyone, I was going to ask you how you're doing there. That's kind of a fraught question, don't you think? Ah, yeah. I mean, how's it going? First of all, you and I are sick as little pups. But we don't have the coronavirus. Dana went to the doctor. She has a basic winter cold, and I called it off her, so... Because you're a weak link. Apparently. (laughs) Maybe it was the three days of you hacking on me at night. Might have been. Could have been. I won't really answer to that. We didn't really social distance <coughs> from each other. No, not as well as I guess we should have. The dog's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, you and I were talking before we started about, you know, what are we going to talk about? There's really not that much going on, of course, because we are in the midst of this global pandemic known as COVID-19. Um, which means that no, there's not a lot going on because we're all sort of hunkered down at home if we're lucky and can be, which you and I are lucky and can be yeah. working from home. Um, but I did I did want to do this quickly. I want to lift up three readers who've been public in their readership. Many of you I know are following this journey and I'm super grateful for that. But three in particular, Uh, Bonnie Bowman, who, in case you are unsure, is my mother. (laughs) Uh, And clearly... And in case you haven't worked it out, my mother-in-law is one of them. Clearly Dr. Mary's most ardent fan. Um, She likes you too. She does like me, but wow, she's really into you, which is good. And Beverly Ellis. Oh, yes. Bless you. My mother's cousin. And Deb Dawson, a good friend of ours who has been writing on the actual blog. Thanks, Deb. Um, So I'm lifting up you three because uh, each week you have gone out of your way to not just read and listen and watch, but to comment and to really say something that... um, shows that you're paying attention. Oh, and to Bob, mother's person, Bob. Um, Cause he, even though he's not really commenting much, I know they're reading it as a pair. So thank you to you four, for being our best cheerleaders. You win extraordinary, extraordinary uh, champion awards from Dr. Mary and me, cause you've really taken this journey with us and you've lifted us up and you've celebrated and you've cried and you have gone out of your way to stay with it. So thanks in particular to you four. All right, Dr. Mary. (coughs) Last Friday, you were going to take a second new person. Yes, I had a lovely cup of of coffee with him um, the day before Thursday. Um, He didn't know anything about the AA meeting, so we went through the AA website. We were at Luna. Um, having a cup of coffee. Um, so I, got, I showed him the website. We, he saw the list of every available AA meeting every day and he was giddy with delight and relief of how much support there is. Um, so we were supposed to meet Friday for our uh, meeting at uh, Prairie, um, I, my, my home meeting on Friday night. And um, I got there at 20 past six. Uh, he was already there and they had cancelled the meetings for at least the next two weeks. Um, 
my eight o'clock Saturday meeting was cancelled. I know that um, Olivet Lutheran Church that runs them has shut down everything, not just AA meetings, but they just said, you know, we have to keep everyone safe, so there's no AA meetings there for the next couple of weeks. So it's a tra- it's a it's a sad time, but bless them. And and here is the the I think this is a fantastic example of what social media can be used for uh, apart from taking photographs of what you're about to eat is <laughs> that matters <laughs> people who are friends of me with me on facebook who are um also um suffer from the same addiction i do and and, and this disease just bound it together they throw about because oh there's 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 on there's online support groups you can go to there's all these zoom groups that are popping up out of nowhere and you know there's always support for this disease no matter what and if you're struggling with this especially now with a you know a social distance thing going on you can still reach out for help for people you know instant messenger is probably on almost everyone that L owns an iPhone uh, uh, a smartphone it comes with facebook there's um, um, WhatsApp, which is also actually owned by Facebook too, isn't it? I think. Oh, I don't know. Let's it's a free, it's yes. a free internet phone service, and I, I talked to my mum on it. Um, the only person I don't know, and my sister told me this, and I think this is a funny little story. She said that Joseph won't use it because he said it. He said it's for old people. He's eighteen, and I thought, well, you know, his mother and I are using it, so maybe he's right. <laughs> Maybe. But there are all, all these things available online that you can still stay stay connected with people. So, you know, do not despair. Yeah, I think the, the key to take away from this is that there's so much bad about social media. But in this instance, this is the first generation of people who suffer from addiction who, when things get bad and things shut down, still have access to the support that they need, yeah. which is remarkable. It is. It is. It's a, it's a nice feeling that it's there. And I've encouraged a couple of people to, to stay in touch. I mean, my first um, person who... Um, oh, your former AA, student. My former student. We've, we've been um, instant messaging on Facebook, each other back and forth a little bit. So... Um, and I've told the, my my second new friend to, you know, he's got my we we're gonna text each other like a couple of millennials, <laughs> or you know, we, we're both old enough or to just know humans. We're both old way. enough to know you can actually use these things to actually have a phone conversation with. So he might phone me instead of texting me. Who knows? Well, I just I really love that. Um, there's just there's just solutions for almost everything today that don't involve people going into isolation, which can be really dangerous for addicts in particular, especially if you're the kind that you were, which was the kind who tended to drink alone in your home. Yeah. So um, if you're struggling, do a Google search. You'll find you'll find some way to get connected if you really want to. Or, you know, we've been really clear. You can reach out to Dr. Mary. I must be acting as his agent. Uh, he's not getting a very good price and I'm getting no cut. So I'm not very good at this agent work, but, um, well, you know, one day at a time, I guess. For that yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does seem to be, uh, willing and able oh, to absolutely. connect with people. Uh, 
That was the most important thing we wanted to say, wasn't it? Well, I also want to say, I want to follow up a little bit on what I started to write about on Tuesday in the video um, post. <coughs> um, there, There is an interesting parallel for me in terms of the great unknown of what this pandemic is bringing on a global scale and what I experienced on a very, very micro scale, sitting in the hospital room with you, uh, visiting you in rehab, trying to process through that six week experience. And, um, you know, I don't know what the outcome of this pandemic is going to be. And I'm not trying to make light of it. Certainly, I'm not making light of it. I mean, we have a boy who lives in Los Angeles. I would be an idiot to make light of no. something that's likely to affect a city that size in incredibly dangerous ways. But um, there, there is an end. We can't see it yet. If someone had said to me, February 2nd, 3rd, 4th, February 4th, 15th, 16th, March 1st, 2nd, 2017, you know, Dana, this end is going to be just fine. And you will have seemingly lost some things and you will have learned some really hard lessons and you will come out on the other side changed, but better. I couldn't possibly have understood what that meant. Um, so again, not everybody's going to come out of this fine. There are families today grieving the loss of people who died, and there will be many, many more before it's over. But the macro view of this, I think, is that our humanity will endure past this, despite how very dark it feels now. If we can just collectively wait um i i think we will come out of it it's certainly scary you know i run an arts nonprofit believe me the nonprofit sector is suffering like the small business sector like the entrepreneurial sector like like really everybody now i don't i don't know a business that can say boy we're booming hospitals are booming but not financially hmm. um manufacturing maybe I, I have no idea I, I've yet to hear of a wow best thing that ever happened to us was the coronavirus so everybody's in a in a tight scary spot but I do believe that we will turn a corner and things will come come back to a new normal and in some ways the new normal maybe will be even better yeah well yeah there is hope for that. Well, well, you don't want, you know, <laughs> you don't want social isolation to be a new normal, but um, I think it, well, it, it is an interesting parallel to, to, to draw of how you felt when I was, I was in hospital. I heard a great interview yesterday on PBS NewsHour with Tom Wolfe, the now deceased author, who wrote a novel which I've not read and I can't remember what it's called, but the novel uh, is the premise that Charles Lindbergh beat FDR in the 1940 presidential election. 
and I got to be honest, I didn't even know Charles Lindbergh ran for president. So this is a period of American history I don't know very much about. Well, you always ended up with Magellan, right? Yeah, I got the I got the discoverers down to it. Fine science. Anyway, Charles Lindbergh was an isolationist and an anti-Semite, and uh, really a problematic man on many many layers. Not to mention not just not a very good human being, despite his celebrated flight history. So the author took that as the premise, and then the novel is about his family, his actual family. So he was three in 1940, and he's Jewish. <coughs> and so it's a false memoir. And the reason I'm telling this story is because what he said really struck with stuck with me. He said, all good storytelling is basically about one family or one person. So you take these huge historical moments and you tell them through the prism of one family, one, one human, and that's how we make sense of it. So I had written the Tuesday blog post before I saw this, but it really resonated for me because in some small way, our three, our six week experience is how I'm trying to make sense of where we're at today. I don't have any idea where my career is going to end up after this. I mean, the art sector can't make it if it takes six months for this to, for us to recover. So I could be out of a job because of this. That's scary. I don't have any idea. I just have to take today and do what I can do today. So today I did my job. <coughs> and tomorrow I'll do my job and I'll keep doing my job and I'll keep encouraging others to do their jobs until it becomes clear that that's no longer our normal. Just like February 2nd, I just got up and came to the hospital to see you and the 3rd and the 4th and days and days and days after that with tremendous fear at what our new normal might be, but knowing that I couldn't control it one way or the other. So I had to just do the day that I was in. Yeah. And you did too. So my mom did make a really interesting point this week. My mother is, um, I wouldn't say she's very religious. I would say she's very spiritual. In fact, I'm going to pull up what she wrote because I think it's kind of interesting. Um, sorry, I should have pulled this up beforehand. Again, we need a producer. Oh, always. <laughs> All right. Now, while you're pulling that up, I think this is another uh, fine example of what we've talked about before, about the up and downness of your storytelling and mine. I mean, this, the one before this was my version of my light bulb moment. Mm -hmm. And then Joanne phoning you and you were saying, yes, it's a great idea to come home. And, you know, your, this is your side of it. And it is a lot more up and down. I mean, you, you had the angst of, I don't think I was lying to you. I just had it all wrong. Mm. Well, but you weren't intentionally was, lying. Yeah, but I was to lying me. to myself. Yes. Thinking everything's fine. I've got this, got this leaked, and then, then you came in, and between you and Joanna, uh, 
yeah, no, didn't have a faintest idea what I was doing. And that was my pivotal afternoon. So your your side to that and mine made for an interesting uh, reading and listening. <coughs> All right, I'm going to read this comment from... I want to go cough. Okay, from my mother. <coughs> um, some of it is... It's all really interesting. Some of it's kind of funny and I'll explain it to you when we get to the end of it. So she says, I'm just going to write to the reading audience with a question about yourself. How would you like to sit next to someone that you had hurt, wounded, embarrassed, cheated on, put at risk, or any number of other things that we do to each other and have them lay all that out with you sitting right next to them with it being filmed and then posted for the entire world to look at if they wanted to. This man, this Andrew John, has the most grace and dignity of any person I believe I have ever encountered. That would be just the worst possible thing ever. Actually, and this just came to me, I think that's what's going to happen when we die. Sit down, Bonnie, and let's read the entry notes on you while you sit here looking at the gates and wondering if you'll get in. Settle in, girl, this is going to take a while, and no, you can't play the piano real loud while we do it. That's how this strikes me. So maybe, Andy, We'll just get to scoot right in at departure time because he's already done the pre-entry evaluation. Maybe all Jesuits scoot in. How would I know? He's the only one I know. For the record, if I had to sit through a public airing of grievances about me, I would get under the bed and I know of what I speak. And if my Sunday school scenario is correct, you know who that makes Dana, as in reporter and forgiver. We all have it in us, both parts. All right, so just to clarify, uh, she's a, like, savant piano player, but she only has one volume, and it starts at 11. It's a bit like uh, the amps in Spinal Tap. That's what, yeah, that's why I said it starts at I, 11. I wasn't sure you actually got... I knew my own reference. I, well, I was just checking. For heaven's sakes, I know my own reference. Well, you did tell me after we got married that I don't like Pink Floyd. It's not at all the same. Uh, Andrew John doesn't go to church at all because he was uh, he's a Jesuit Catholic. So if Catholics are born right, Jesuit Catholics are born like no, uber right. Just, um, did you, no, I never done my most sign this week. Uh-huh, there it is. So she likes to plug in the Jesuit thing whenever she can because she had no idea there were other kinds of Catholics. Um, and I, I actually really love... I love the question she poses. How many of you, how many of us could sit with any level of grace and take this kind of public flaying, which is in essence what happened here. And I'm just gonna say this, for my part, I didn't anticipate what this was gonna be like going into it. Did you? Absolutely no. And we've talked a little bit in other podcasts about how hard pieces of it are. I never expected to feel the dark parts of this. I I, I didn't think about it. Well, this is why I didn't want to read yours. I know we've talked about this. I don't know if we podcasted about this, but you and I have talked about this. I didn't want to read what you, what you, what your part of it was until you read it out loud. That was the first time I ever heard it, and I wanted that to be the case. And there are parts of the, the treatment. Some of the initial parts of this treatment is, you know, the twelve steps, and this will be part of them: taking accountability for what you've done. 
So I laid that out so, for Bonnie and said, I think that he, because she asked me how you're doing with it. And I said, almost word for word what you did, except I used my R's because I'm American and not, um, yeah, I'm a pirate. A pirate. Um, but she said, yeah, that might be. But she said, the difference is if you, if you need to apologize to someone through the 12 step process, it's private. And we've made this enormously public. Yeah, but then it's but this will also be of help help for people who are struggling with those steps. And by the way, I, I love to tell this to people. I don't love to tell this to people. I think it's important <laughs> if you are doing these or the whole thing is terrifying to you, you know, they're written down in order from one to twelve by the way someone remembered them back in 1938 when the book the first edition of the book was published you don't have to do them in that order oh that's good to know so if you get stuck on one <coughs> loads of people are stuck on the fourth step well, do the fifth one then and come back you know it's like the advice I give you when you take an exam if you don't understand the question you're stuck on move on to the next one and come back to it hmm so for me this this has been I didn't foresee this being as hard as it was but I'm I'm happy for it and yes it is in public and again wasn't easy but if this helps someone else say well you know I can I, I can see how this can help me so I'll just go off and do it I mean, you know it's listening to your side of the story is incredible is incredibly beneficial and you know it's why they have things like Al-Anon for um, significant others of people who suffer from addiction to, to, to find their voice and their opinions and what's wrong with them and, and say it out loud and uh, you know this is how this is working quite well it's not easy for either of us but it's 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 necessary and I think we've learned a lot from it. Wow, yes. I I also didn't anticipate, I didn't anticipate the lows and I didn't anticipate the highs. Yeah. And by the highs, I'd mean, I didn't anticipate how moved I would be by your side of it. In part, because I also didn't really know what you, I mean, I had read what you wrote, but it's very different to hear someone read out loud what they've written than to read it for yourself. And even if it wasn't always read perfectly, yeah. sorry, I just flung a paper clip. Um, it it doesn't matter. It was it was moving in an extreme well, way that's for me because it was more emotional to read. Yeah, and it was quite difficult to read emotionally all in one go. We should have taken breaks. I think. You know, I've wondered about that. So people have asked, yes, we recorded all nine videos over about a two and a half hour period. We recorded each of them only once. Um, and uh, the photos that I use on um, Tuesdays were all taken, obviously, in that same time period. And all of that was done before we ever launched the first blog post. We did those in January of this year. Yeah, God, that's right. It was even yeah. before the first one came out. Yep. Because I was busy doing the Alt-MBA in January, and then we were off to England in February, so it had to be done before we got started. That's right. Um, 
so so there there may have been some merit to recording them in the moment like if we were going in every saturday morning and recording them over these nine weeks but i actually think you get a much truer arc because they all happened in one yeah. fell swoop it's the difference between uh watching a series on tv that's <laughs> yeah. filmed every week or watching or yeah or watching a play that happens in real time so while you are viewing this episodically it was all recorded like a play and i think that i think the lows are lower and i think the highs are higher because we were really in it it would be hard to come back week after week and keep the emotion of the previous weeks with it but it's very authentic it's very raw and real because we did it all at once and just to, to so you can really appreciate how um authentic and real it is only one of us is um a highly trained actor <laughs> um i know i tried i i'm not <laughs> so it's not like i was acting any of this um, it, it does go back to what your mum your mum said you know it's just i had to hear that i heard most i heard most of that for the first time but i also have to take accountability for it you know there was the first time you brought this up and i hope you know i hope you, you don't, don't get into a panic um you mean last fall when 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 the first time i encountered that you were acting funny because i was downstairs a bit longer oh. than you thought i was i was i was actually what i was doing was making sure for the first time i've been doing the, the laundry um sober was to make sure i don't accidentally ruin any of dana's clothes so i you know go through the 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 time to go find the things that i now know that shouldn't go in the dryer and hang them up instead so i was doing that but i was downstairs for ages and in our laundry room if someone talks to you from the kitchen upstairs you can't hear anything so dana got panicked a little panicked and i came up and then she explained why she was panicked and i had this fleeting moment of going what the what and then i thought to myself you know what that's a reaction and it's your fault and of course she's worried Well, you're missing the the key point to this story is the reason that I panicked is because what you did to me in the years leading up to February 1st, 2017 is you'd say to me, I'm just going to run downstairs and shut my computer yeah, off. I'm just going to run downstairs and do this thing and you'd be down there for 20 minutes and you were drinking and I would ask you about it and you would always deny it and even as we're talking about it today, all this time passed it. Yeah, so my still worried. my still chest feels yeah. heavy and it's hard to breathe because I, I believe that you're not downstairs drinking now. I have no reason to think that you are, but when you say to me, I'm just going to nip down and put my computer away and you're down there for five minutes, I still think to myself, is he drinking? No. Even though I know you're not. I'm not, by the way. But that's that's the lingering lasting effects of this. You just don't maybe I'll never lose that. I don't know. Usually what I am doing actually, well, I'll be honest with you. And this is the honest truth. I'm down there thinking of um the next big rearrangement or redecorating downstairs, as, you know, what rugs and things to buy. 
Yeah, well, that's clearly way better than you being down there drinking, but I don't love that answer either. No, not because then, <laughs> then we go to World of Worlds and then Dana sees what I had in mind and it's horrifying to go all over again. It's a tough run. Um, yeah, so... Hmm. Two weeks to go. That's just unbelievable Yeah, to me. so we've got my last story written comes out Saturday. Yep. So, um, so the end of graduation from uh, Prairie, and then what we, what we've been, what I've been doing with you, um, in our little happy life together. And you've got an epilogue, right? Yeah, I mean, in essence, my story, my story is done. There's no more journal entries. There's, it's, it's just a wrap up. Wow, I didn't really think about that till right now. Yeah, me neither. So my question for you listening audience, if you care to participate, and I hope you will, is is there anything you'd like to see us do next? Are you interested in continuing to hear a somewhat regular podcast about various things? Do you want to, I mean, we're not going to carry on this three week, three times a week thing, but is there something else? And if there is, let us know. You can respond on the blog. You can respond on social media, but we'd love to hear it if you have anything. Um, and we only have about 40 seconds left before our 30 minutes runs out. So any last thoughts, Dr. Mary? No. Uh, thank you for continuing to listen. Um, please keep passing on <coughs> the word to everyone and uh, everyone stay healthy. Yeah, stay healthy and find ways to find community. You're not alone. Find your community. And thanks. Bye.